Oh, uh, Hare Krishna, welcome to our Sunday um, Bhagavatam class. Just noticing all that, that door is open, but whatever. So, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. So, today we begin with um, Bhagavatam, Canto 1, Chapter 13, Text 40 where Narada arrives as Yudhisthira and Sanjaya are lamenting. And uh, Narada is going to preach to these people in a very important way, which is very instructive for all of us, actually. So first we have Karnadhari Vapare Bhavan Paradarshakaha. Sorry, Bhagavan Paradarshakaha, Atava Pashe, Bhagavan, Narada Muni Satama. So, uh, like a captain of a ship, Karnadhara, Eva, uh, in the first chapter of the Bhagavatam, uh, chapter one, the first canto, uh, this word Karnadhara, appears where uh, the sages at Naimisharanya tell Sutta, we accept you as the captain of the ship, so to speak, like the captain of the ship. So here it said, Karnadara Eva Apare Bhagavan Paradarshaka. So Apare, uh, this word Apare is important. Uh, para means the opposite shore or the far side of something. Mm -hmm like when you're trying to cross a river or an ocean or trying to cross anything. So the far shore, the far side is called para. And apara means uh, that sort of, you know, boundless, like you can never reach the other side. You're, you're trapped in the middle of something and there's you can't get to the other side. So here... Uh, it is said, Bhagavan, the Lord, uh, referring to Narada, who is Karnadhara Eva, like the captain of the ship when one is within a pare, so to speak, uh, an ocean where there's just, you can't reach the other side. That's the idea. And it's a way of saying the material ocean, which is uh, very hard to cross over. So that's the first line, Karnadhara Eva apare bhagavan who's para darshaka so same word para and darshaka means one who can show darsh of course is a word which often means uh, seeing like darshana an audience darshana or seeing and so on drishti sight and so here darshaka means one who shows one who makes you see or one who enables you to see para, the opposite side. So here we are in the ocean of material existence where it's practically, you know, it's it's simply, it's very difficult or impossible on our own to reach the other side of this ocean. And yet the Lord came 
who is Paradarshika, who shows us that far shore, shows us how to escape material life. So then, Atta, uh, then, Abhavashe, Bhagavan, then, uh, very interesting, he's called Bhagavan twice in this verse. That's very unusual. Uh, so the first time in the word for word, Prabhupada translates Bhagavan, representative of the Lord, and the second time he says, for Bhagavan, the godly personality. So it's very unusual here, twice in the same verse, uh, actually twice in one sentence, uh, Narada is called Bhagavan. So Tabhavashe Bhagavan Narada Muni Sattama. So Narada Muni Sattamaha, the, the best, or almost say most spiritual, the best of sages. Then he spoke. Actually, Abhavase really means something like he addressed those people who were there, uh, Sangjaya and Yudhisthira, he addressed them, Abhavase. So let's see how Prabhupada translates this verse. Uh, You are like a captain of a ship in the great ocean. You can direct us to our destination. Uh, thus address the godly personality of Arshinara, the greatest of the philosopher devotees, began to speak. So I'm wondering if it actually says that. So anyway, you go. So the next verse. Uh, Nardu Vacha, so Narada said, Ma Kanchana Shucho Rajan. Uh, Sangjai is there and also Yudhisthira, but following etiquette, Narada addresses the king, which is interesting. It's an interesting detail that Narada addresses the king, Yudhisthira, and says, Do not grieve for anyone, O king, Rajan, O king. Ma Kanchana Shucho, don't lament for anyone. Yadi, why? Yadishwara Vashang Jagat, because the universe is under the Lord's control. It's very simple. Don't lament, don't grieve for anyone, because the universe is under the Lord's control. Loka Sapala Jasye Me Bahanti Balimishitu. And the worlds, the worlds with their rulers with their leaders, uh, carry, vahanti, bullying, offering, or carry tribute to the Lord. So it's very interesting. So if we try to see logically what the connection is between those two statements. First, O king, don't lament for anyone because the world is under the Lord's control. That's the first statement. And the next statement is, Loka Sapala Jasyeme Vahanti Balimishitu, the Lord to whom, is the idea in English, uh, the worlds with their leaders, in other words, not only the leaders, but the people of all these worlds. So the worlds with their leaders, these worlds, Ime, means these worlds. So Narada's talking about the world that Yudhisthira is aware of. Now, he's not talking about other worlds somewhere else, but Ime Loka, these worlds, the ones you know about. So uh, these worlds, Sapala, some means with, with Pala, their leaders, their protectors, 
All these worlds and their protectors, their leaders, carry tribute to the Lord. In other words, uh, I think the connection here is that Narada is saying to Yudhisthira, look, the whole universe, at least people who are not demonic, all the good people of the universe, all the sane, normal people of the universe recognize the, uh, the authority of the Lord recognize his authority uh, and and bring tribute to him. So therefore, you have to trust in him because he is universally acknowledged to be the Lord who is ultimately in charge of everything. And he, the Lord, uh, brings creatures together Saiva Vyunaktija, and he alone separates them. So here we have these uh, these well-known Sanskrit uh, prepositions, sum and v. Sum means together, v means apart. And uh yunakti, uh sang yunakti, he brings creatures together, he alone separates them. Very good advice, and it, it, it certainly gives you a powerful philosophical view on life and a way to deal with our own lives if we take this seriously. So the next verse is Yata Gavo Nasiprotas Tantyam Badhas Chadamavi. So an interesting example, just as cows or cattle, gava can actually mean, anyway, just as cows, nasi in their nose, nas, that's where we get the English word nose, nas in Sanskrit. So just as bulls, nasi in their nose, protas are strung. Tantyam uh, on a string, or, or like, you know, thick, or like a rope or a thick string, which is badhas to and bound by ropes. Dhamma be the same Dhamma as in Dhamodar, uh, Lord Rope Waste, Dhamma Udara. But anyway, so the idea here is that, which is found in the Sanskrit dictionary, that in in Indian, ancient Indian, in even recent times, there would be a thinner uh, rope or string that would be put through the nose of the bull because they're the cows, it's a very sensitive area and you can control them. And then those strings would be attached to a larger rope. So that's why it said here, the cows are strung uh, on a string through the nose and then bound by ropes. So this is a way that all the cattle are sort of kept under control and can be led where they need to go. So vaktantyam namavirvadha. Very interesting. So Narada says that, he repeats the word tantyam, which means on this string or rope. Uh, in the Sanskrit dictionary, the word is tanti. Tantyam just means on the tanti. So uh, tanti means a cord. That's the word I was looking for. A cord or a line or a string. A long, it says in the dictionary, a long line to which a series of calves are fastened by smaller cords. So so there's this cord 
And so in the same way, vaktantyam, by the cord or by the string or, uh, or the line of vak, speech, which uh, Prabhupada translates here in the network of uh, Vedic hymns. In other words, people, uh, there's all these karma kanda Vedas where there's all these duties to your family and for, for your own material elevation. So people are the equivalent today because obviously people today, even in India, don't base all their life plans on statements in the Vedas. So this is somewhat, you could say, anachronistic. This is talking about an older culture long ago. But the idea is that vaktantyam, it's really universal here because vak doesn't just mean the Vedas. It can just mean words. Like, for example, let's see, say you, you see an advertisement about, you know, take a vacation in Hawaii or the island of Bali or go here or take a cruise or something. So that's vak. You know, people talk about these things. Of course, nowadays show pictures. And uh, people convince each other. People talk to each other and they make deals and they fall in love or they think they're falling in love. and so if you think about it, the, the role of language, it's language that brings our attention to certain supposedly desirable things in this world or people and so on. So we are, in a sense, uh, here said, Nama Bir Bandha, that, uh, that everyone in this world is bound, Bandha, they're bound, Nama beer by names on the by names on the rope or on the cord or the line of language. So if you think about it, people talk to each other and they because you know you can see someone of the opposite sex that looks attractive, but if they start speaking and they're really obnoxious or just ignorant, the uh you know the spell breaks. It's like the charm is over. And so it's by speech, convincing people, you need this, you want that, or you should go to experience whatever. So we are bound by all these names, by all this speech on the, we're, and, we're, and we're sort of fastened onto this cord, this line of speech. So it's, it's, a, um, it's, a, it's, an, it's a sophisticated, statement that an artist making it's it really you have to think about it a lot and so then he says again that in this condition people carry bahanti literally means like physically carrying people carry tribute to the lord so he's it's a very interesting i mean you really have to think a lot about this like why is an artist saying he, he's sort of giving a picture of what the whole universe is in a nutshell. He's saying this is what's really going on in this universe. And so let's put things in perspective and just calm down about your relatives. So these are very interesting statements that, that we could talk about for a long time. But I think I've given you the basic idea. You can think about these things. Then in the next verse, now he gives an example, Yata, which is just as. So Nara is going to give an analogy here. Because what he said previously is a little complicated. It's a little complex. And, and so Narda is going to, that's what, you, you know, if you say something and you know it's, it's a little 
difficult for your listeners to understand, then you say, okay, here's an example. So that's what Nara is doing here. He's saying, here's an example. Okay, so let's break this down and see what Nard is saying. So, Yata, just as Krida Upaskaranam, which Prabhupada translates very literally as play things. Krida means play. And upaskara means things, you know, things that you use for something. So kridopaskara literally means play things, toys, play, you know, or, or you can be not just, you know, for little children. It can be uh, just things that people use for recreation, for amusement. There's even adult board games or, you know, there are sports or whatever. So whether you, you know, amuse yourself by playing tennis or some other sport or some board game or other toys, whatever. So, um, so anyway, just as these play things are actually of these play things, there is sang yoga vigama viha. There is the coming together and the vigama, the going apart. Sang yoga vigama viha. In this world, Narada saying, here's an, here's a real world example. Iha in this world. So by the will of the player. So there are play things, and uh, of the play things, there can be, or there would be, now to saying there would be, of the play things, the coming together and the going apart in this world at the will of the player, right? If you're playing with things, you bring them together and put them apart. So tataeva, Narda says, just in that way, it's tata eva isha ichaya uh, by the will of the Lord, by God's will, isha ichaya, which means by God's will, there is the coming together and the playing and the 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 connecting sang yoga and the going up. A part of people. People come together and people are, you know, separate by the, simply by the will of the Lord, just as who the Lord here is analogized to the player. The Lord is the player, and we are kind of like the playthings. We shouldn't misunderstand this, that God is very whimsical and just does, you know, stupid things to us just because he feels like it. That's not the idea. The idea here is not that God is whimsical, but rather that he has complete power over all this. Just that, like, if you're playing a game, you have complete power to move the little, like, say, a game of chess. You can move the pieces that's your power, especially if you're playing by yourself. <laughs> you can move all the pieces however you like. So uh, that's the example here. It's very interesting. So Narda is saying that, you know, you were lamenting for uh, Dhritarashtra and Vidura and Gandhari, but the Lord is moving them in certain ways. So then Narada says, So whether, he says, this is in Sanskrit how you would say, whether you think, this is the second person, whether you think that this world is permanent 
uh, or adruvam, impermanent, or neither of those. Nacha ubaya. Ubaya means both. So nacha ubaya means neither of the two. Sarvatahi shochaste. Oh, sarvata nahi shochaste. In in any way, you know, in any way you look at it, sarvata, uh, those people, te, are not to be lamented by you. You should not uh, lament for them. They're not pitiable. Vidura, Dhritarashtra, Gandhara, they are not pitiable. They're not to be grieved over. Snehadan Yatramohajat. Unless, or, or they're not to be pitied, unless, of course, uh, you pity them because of affection, which is born of illusion. So Sarvata and Anyatra, I'm, I'm trying to put this, you know, say this the way we would say it in English. It means the same thing. That, uh, you know, whether you think this world is permanent or impermanent or neither of the two, in any case or in every case, they indeed are not to be lamented uh, unless it's by because of your illusory affection. So that's what Narda is saying there. There'll be one more. And then so Narda says, Tasmat, therefore. So he's going to, he's concluding his little preaching here. And he says, Tasmat, therefore, uh, give up Anga. Dear King, Vaiklavyam, give up your like your mental distress. So Vaiklavya, I'll tell you what it means in the Sanskrit dictionary. Vaiklavya means uh, mental weakness, feebleness. So not, here, Yudhisthira kind of imagines himself perhaps being compassionate or a very loving relative, but Narda says this is just mental weakness. Don't don't take yourself so seriously. This is just mental weakness. So he says, give up, dear king. This therefore, this therefore means because of all the things I've told you, give up this mental weakness, agyana kritam atmanaha, which has been created by your own ignorance. This mental weakness, which has been created by your ignorance. Katang tvanatha kripana vartirangs te chamang vina. And this last line is very good. Nardis, he's sort of speaking as Yudhisthira. He says, How will these unprotected people, these poor, how will these poor, unprotected people, how will they live without me? That's literally what Nardis says. So he's, it's, it's facetious here. He's saying, you know, that's what you have to give up. That's the mental weakness that that that's created that created out of ignorance, your own ignorance. That this is what you're thinking. Narda tells Yudhisthira, "This is what you're thinking. How will these poor, unprotected people survive without me?" And so Narda says, "You need to give that up. Now, there's a God out there, or in our hearts." So, uh, I will stop there for today. We did, uh, I think, six verses. So, I believe you all got your money's worth. And uh, 
Now let's see if there are any questions today. Oh, let's see. So thank you all for your for showing up and thank you for your comments. Um, don't see any questions yet. Leela Carr, he always asks a question. So, uh, in these verses, it talks about the inevitable, the inevitability, I think you mean, of unification and separation. At the same time, a greater fear can be that one may not be able to maintain oneself. Can these two fears be related? Well, they're just different fears. There's... That's what Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita. Bhushaka hinantas chavudhyogyasainam. If we are not determined in Krishna consciousness, we have all kinds of mental concerns, troubles. So, Jagatpalana, by translating words like Muni as philosopher, is Sri Prabhupada using the word philosopher in a way that encompasses words like thinker, theologian, skeptic, sophist? Um... Yeah, philosopher, I think we have to go back to what the original Greek word means, philosophia, it means one who loves wisdom. So philosopher here means, as it should mean, not just someone who's going through all kinds of often futile technical arguments. I remember I took a philosophy class at UCLA uh, many years ago when I went back to college, and this class was on, I think, sort of modern, some aspects, I forget some aspect of modern philosophy. And the teacher was a young guy. I remember he said on the first day of class, in this class, we are going to focus on these philosophical questions and we won't be able to answer them, but we're going to you know, try to refine the questions. And I thought, this is crazy. Here we are, we're doing a course in philosophy. And before we even begin, the teacher is saying that philosophy will not be able to answer these questions. So why are we doing it? So it's just it's just this mental gymnastics, really. Prabhupada said it's just kind of like you know showing off or trying to when you already know you're not going to be able to answer the important questions. So philosopher certainly doesn't simply mean that kind of philosophy, which very predictably never really gets you there. So uh, Muni, philosopher here, means just someone who thinks deeply about things, who thinks deeply and logically about things, but thinking deeply and logically includes understanding the need to devote oneself to God. That is a very logical conclusion for someone who's actually thinking lucidly, clearly, uh, I think, let's see, anything else? Going, going, gone. Okay, I don't know if you have a spiritual name, Jose Carlos Marcelo Jr. How can we always be respectful, even with some older and offensive people? <laughs> That's a good question. 
Um, well, probably the best way to be respectful is avoid them because some people are so aggravating that it's hard to be around them very much and always be respectful because they're, they provoke us. So, I mean, we should be tolerant and we should be respectful, but at the same time, we have to choose to associate with people whose company is favorable for our spiritual life. Let's see, from Spanish, if lamentation is due to mental weakness, why did Krishna... Why does Krishna give uh, some samples of lamentation also? As when uh, they killed his uh, father-in-law, Satyajit, and other cases. Krishna's playing the part of a human being. I mean, why did Krishna, you know, why did Krishna send messages when he's already in everyone's heart? He could just tell people what he wants them to know or why does Krishna wait to hear a message from someone else when he already knows the answer so uh, the Bhagavatam the first chapter of the Bhagavatam says that Krishna is came to earth kapata manusha pretending to be a human being so it's just part of his pastime so uh, here's one how can we know whether our affection is illusory dushala that's Dushala. How can we know whether our affection is illusory or spiritual? Uh, well, in order to successfully practice bhakti yoga, we need a certain self-honesty. It requires some intelligence. Just like in that famous Bhagavatam verse predicting Lord Chaitanya's avatara, it said that... Uh, those who have good intelligence will worship the Lord through the Sankirtan movement. So, uh, yeah, we have to have some intelligence and just power of, uh, I don't know, self-honesty, self-reflection. And uh, so if you're sincere, you should be able to tell the difference. So from Parangshaya, in Deutschland, what is the opposite between Muni and Rishi? Do you mean the opposite of Muni and Rishi? I guess you must mean um, the opposite is just a fool. Murka or Mudha, just a foolish person is the opposite of Muni and Rishi. Muni and Rishi are synonyms. Uh, let's see. Those are all the questions I can see here. If there's any other questions, they're just not visible. So thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much for... Oh, question came in from Priyahita, who's my neighbor there in Oceano. It's about two hours away. How can a person achieve pure spiritual love for Krishna and for... It stops there. It's very mysterious. Um, bhakti yoga sincerely and in, uh, intelligently serving okay the question was Krishna and for <laughs> but anyway to achieve love of Krishna we just have to practice Krishna consciousness sincerely and intelligently Prabhupada gave us a perfect process uh, to achieve Krishna consciousness and we have to take advantage of it 
Free of personal to what we all have personal desire. I mean, you know, we're persons, and if if you we all have desires, and if you're not absolutely pure in Krishna consciousness, some of those desires will be selfish to some extent. So it's just a gradual process. Wherever we are now, let's just you know get on the train and um and practice bhakti yoga very sincerely and we'll we'll, we'll get there. Hare Krishna. So thank you all. Thank you all for your comments. Thank you all for listening. And I uh, hope we'll all be together next Sunday. Hare Krishna.